let me tell you something, man. Um, and this is something that will tell you. I don't know. Are you still doing um promotion for these companies? Uh, yeah. Just because I get like you get booking. Well, I don't. I don't really. I don't plan on taking too many bookings. Uh here locally anymore i'm okay. I feel like i just want to i just want to grind my music out i just want to make good music okay. and then get booked elsewhere but i do still promote for them because you know like i get mm. free entry to their to their events and stuff like that so that's always really nice in exchange for just promoting like right, right. why wouldn't you, you know? all right so let me tell you a story and at the end of the story i'm gonna give you an advice and this is my own personal advice you can either take it or ignore it it's on it's it's on you man it's on you. But I, one of the purpose reasons why I created this podcast show is to help people like you who are starting out and trying to get, you know, their feet wet into the industry. I actually did the same thing that you did. When I moved here to Miami, I didn't know who the fuck is anybody. I was just a, a local random from Puerto Rico who just came here. I just finished school. I want to get into the music scene. I want to get into ultra you know whatever and luck by chance i saw on twitter by some homie of mine um the life in color was looking for djs and promoters you know promoter festival so obviously i took that i saw that i was like man this is an opportunity because fuck life in color that's big life in color is like one of the big was one of the biggest back then you know in 2014 along with ultra and edc and in Tomorrowland, you know, because they do that shit all year around, um, different areas in the in the states and whatnot. And I joined. I went in. I told them, "Yo, straight up, what is it that I have to do to be on that lineup for Life in Color?" Obviously, they look they looked at me with this, you know, face. I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" You know, like yeah. like like. Well, okay, sure. Here's what you gotta do: if you promote every day on social media. If um if you sell tickets to all our shows, our local shows, and if you do a lot of street promo with not just, you know, the, our local shows, but with the festival itself, then maybe we'll give you a chance to be on, the, on one of the slots. All right, bet. Let's go. They, they shoot me up for failure at that point because it was like mostly one of the hardest things to do because I'm like I told you, I'm new. I don't know anybody. So who the fuck am I going to invite to sell to sell tickets? Who am I going to invite to come over to the club or any other shows? So what are my other options? It was like street promo and and, you know, promoting on my social media, including my my own social media. It's like, hey, come over to this. Use promo code, whatever, or use this name on the guest list, whatnot. Yeah. And there there has been a lot of other locals before me that they've been there longer than me and they haven't gotten to a slot to life in color. I worked with these guys for six months straight, just street promo. At the end, they saw that I've accumulated like at least a good 300 hours of street promo. Yeah, that's a lot of time and a lot of, you know, gas, card, you know, money, credit card, you know, spending all in this in my head investing myself investing my like i want this this is how hungry i am just to get to this like i'm trying to prove trying to build something this is all in my head you know i'm trying to get to somewhere you know i'm trying to prove everybody that i'm not here to bullshit i'm here to fuck fuck up shit up you know and they rewarded me by giving me free 10 tickets that i can sell like at whatever price i want and they gave me a slot to a big venue 
which I opened up for Yellow Claw. And then nice. once they saw, once they saw how good I was at that Yellow Claw show, they gave me the opportunity to be on the lineup for Life in Color. And they gave me Life in Color. And then afterwards, I did um, Life in Color. I did Sunset. I did a lot of the local shows, which I opened up for OK, um, Bear Grylls, um, Borgor, Gucci, Adventure Club. Adventure, even Adventure Club like played one of my tracks in Lollapalooza, which is like by far bonkers. That's, that's nuts. That's crazy. And everybody was just like going nuts with that song. That was just like, what? Um, yeah, bro. And then I, st I stick it by. But then halfway through there, like I started, I started to see the signs in which I started to feel like I was more of a product to them than now than an asset. Like they, they, they never saw me. They, they never saw me as like this guy. Like, oh yeah, we want to keep him as a promoter. We don't want him to progress. That's how I saw it. So it was kind of hard for me to meet up any of these artists if I haven't worked my ass off just to get to it. You know, it was it was hectic. You know, and at one point, um, I talked to my boy Nitty Gritty. Shout out to him, man. My brother, love that guy. Um. It's funny because he took a different path and we went to the same school. I graduated at the same time. I took the path of going to be as a promoter and get my name and recognition and network with people and talk with people. While his path was more of the production world. Like he just focused on making music. Like he did not go out, hang out, go to sleep until he mastered his craft. Until he actually has something legit that he knows that he can sell it. Like, this is going to be the shit that's going to move his shit, you know? Yeah. That guy was the most dedicated person. Even to this day, he is still one of the most dedicated person I've ever met in my entire life. Like, that guy is a fucking Terminator. I don't know how he does it. I do not know. But he just is amazing. And what, watching him... His path got he it got him much more further than my path, which I believe at the time at the time I thought it was the only way, and then that's where I started to realize is like holy shit I'm stuck, I can't move forward. Why? Because I forgot to pay attention to my craft as a music producer, and decided to focus more on the promotion. And you can do both. I think I haven't said that you can't. Yeah, you can. But you but if you notice something, all that time that you spent, you spend on promoting, whether it's on social media or out there, on flyers, on selling tickets, on getting people into the door, getting people to the show. If you took a catalog of all those hours that you spend on all that, you could have probably used those hours on your music craft. Hone it and harness your skills to be a better producer and to be there at that same level with all these other guys that are like killing it in the scene. Yeah. Like, remember what I told you? I spent over 300 hours with these guys just promoting the festival itself and other shows. Spending money, getting gas, not getting any reimbursement. This is all under my account. 
with no money. I was jobless. It was the only thing that I had. Put it on my credit card. Put it on my credit card. Building myself a nasty debt that I did. That still am paying it even to this day. I could have used that time, resources on perfecting my craft as a music producer. I could have you. I could have used those three hundred hours that I spent with these guys on my music production. And if I if I would have done that, dude, I maybe I I don't know where I I would be right now. To be honest, I don't think I would be doing podcasting. Maybe I will long long way in the road because podcasting was always that one thing that I always wanted to try but never did it until pandemic hit but for sure I'm I'm pretty sure that I would have been at that same level as Nitty Greedy or any of these other guys if I would have dedicated my time um honing my skills and getting better and better and better and better until like holy shit I made a monster you know yeah exactly honestly that's I've I've kind of already came to that realization because I mean, mm. I, I honestly wouldn't change the way I did anything because right. starting out, um, like I said, some of, some of the people that I interacted with were kind of like negative, you know, they kind of felt that they were like above me just because I was some random kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, but then there's other groups like, uh, like for example, like rhythm squad, shout them out. Uh, they're, they're a local group here in, in Dallas. Uh, they were so nice to me, you know, they, they they just gave me opportunities just because they felt like they believed in me, you know, and that was cool. You know, like I never really had to deal with like kissing someone's ass to get a spot on a lineup. Like I was always just kind of like, hey, do you want to do this? And I would just be like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm down for that. Like that's dope. Ri- like Rhythm Squad here locally, Ham Promotions, uh, Full Grind, which they're they're the ones that do like Grindfest. Have you ever heard of yeah, that? Grindfest? I, yeah, Grindfest. I, I've definitely heard it uh, multiple times over here. Yeah, so like all those groups, like those people have been like an absolute pleasure to work with. Like they've always been so nice to me, like from the start, you know, like they didn't know who I was and they still offered me the same like hospitality and like mm-hmm. they had faith in me. Like people like Mark, <clears throat> Marco from Grimefizz, Adrian, um, Tay, uh, the homie Nicholas, like all those guys, uh, Chase from Rhythm Squad, all those guys have always believed in me. And it's been so nice to have that, you know. So I never really had to go through the stage of like, you know, kissing people's ass to get where I needed to be. Yeah. Um, but eventually I did realize like in the local scene, a lot of the people in it are stale. They've been there since I since I first started to learn how to DJ. Like right. some of these names I've seen on the lineup, they're still in the same place, you know. So I kind of I realized quickly like, OK, DJing isn't going to get me where I need to be. Like I need to make yeah. music. I need on top of music. I need a brand like a lot of the. A lot of the people that I see that are in their local scenes, I think their music is great. I think they have so much potential, but their brand is just god awful. Like right. you really gotta, you really gotta focus on your brand. That's why I go all out with like my kaiju pit stuff, with my destroyer stuff. Like I've put honestly ten, ten thousand plus dollars into my brands. Wow. To in, to ensure that like like the art, the the visual aspect, the logos, the aesthetic, like all that shit. I've always told myself like it. I'll never release anything that I don't think is pretty. And I don't think is like something that other people will see and be like, damn, that's fucking cool. Like even my, I released merch a while back, uh, destroy a merch. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a picture of it. I, I might on my laptop. I could probably pick it up or show you in a bit, but, yeah, um, absolutely. I would like to see it. But actually, let me look right now while we're talking. Um, so I made merch and at the time I was still in like my first like month or so 
probably like two months into my project. And I, my thought behind it was like, I want to make merch that is so cool looking that pe- even people that don't know me, which is 99% of the people mm. out there, they'll see this shirt and be like, damn, like, what is that? You know? And that's exactly, I achieved my goal. Everybody that I sold shirts to, they always tell me like, oh yeah, people see my shirt and they want to know where I got it from, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see. Found the folder. Let me just pull it up. Okay, here we go. Uh, can I screen share or? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and screen share. Damn, that shit looks fire. Yeah, so this was my first design that I ever put out. Like this was on the front of the shirt, and this was on the back. Uh, it's one of these. This this was going like down the spine of the shirt. It's in the same 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 picture. I'm I'm looking at the same picture that you sent. Oh, okay. Uh, let me close that one out then. Can you see this one? Did it change it? Let me see. Screen share again. There you go. Yeah. Damn. So this this is what's on the back of the shirts. But I, Damn, that I just kind of like I knew that I needed a strong enough brand to build my shit off of, and right. I spent a lot of time putting that together, and I kind of turned it into what it is now. Like when people see my stuff, like it's very obvious that it's my stuff. Like when people see my kaiju pit stuff, it's right. very obvious that it's kaiju pit. You know, because I take all of that into account. Honestly, I spent a lot of time more so focusing on my brand that now it's a strong enough brand that like now all I need to do is make good music. And I've been trying, like I'm trying my hardest to advance and I kind of fell off, honestly, focusing on like Kaiju pit and, Mm. you know, dealing with work and being at the gym all the time. Like I kind of fell off and lost my focus. But now, like you said, like it's all about just grinding, not going out, not like going to parties and stuff. Like it's just, you got to sit at home and, perfect your craft which is where i'm at now and that's kind of the boat that i'm in i'm just trying my best to learn as quickly yeah. as i can to catch up with all my friends because all my friends are so fucking talented like yeah all the people that we fuck with at least in the grocery boys man these guys are talented as fuck man i'm surprised that half of these people that have you know thankfully i got them over to interview either they're starting to blow the fuck up or they haven't been discovered yet, and and, and still wows to wows to me to this day. It's like how the fuck nobody's ever fucked with you like that. Like how can nobody is ever listening to you? Yeah, that so so that's actually a great segue into like my kaiju pit project because I started it because when I first started DJing, I knew that I had to do something to set me apart from all the other local DJs. So right. to me song that was song selection and i spent all the time like digging on soundcloud for people that had like a hundred followers at the time like their songs had like 20 40 plays but their music was way better than anything you're hearing on like main stage festivals so i was like what the fuck like why are these like 13 year old kids in like random countries around the world making bangers and and no one's hearing them you know and like i would throw i started by just throwing all that music in my sets Mm-hmm. And people always appreciated that because I was always playing like every single time I was booked, I was always playing shit that nobody else was playing because I, I took the time to dig. I didn't if I saw that it was like a mainstream release, I completely ignored it, didn't care for it, which that sounds kind of like pompous or like, you know, whatever. But I just really wanted to put on for the underground, the kids that actually deserve it and that aren't getting it. So then I thought to myself, like, well, where where can I take that, you know? And I had the idea for like a, a collective. I was like, okay, I can reach out to all these kids that I listen to that are killing it and see if they mm-hmm. would want to work with me on something. And I spent the time kind of planning out Kaiju Pit. And it actually started as a 
a Grimefest stream. They let us during the pandemic. Grimefest was doing like all their streams, uh, pretty big stream. Shout out Tay for putting all that together. Um, like all the big names were on these streams, and I I reached out to them and was like, hey, I'd love to do like my own, like me personally curate curate the lineup. You know, I have people that I think deserve it. Mm-hmm. And it took it took a while, but eventually it finally happened. And I put on all the people that I felt really deserved it. And I made a, a Discord server, which I'll send you an invite for that here in a oh, bit. Oh, for um, sure. I made a, a server for all these people to like interact. And then eventually I was like, okay, well, what now? Like this, this isn't the end. You know, like I know we can do more with this. So I turned it into the collective. And we we spent like months planning our first release, which was called Monster Island. The idea behind that was like, you know, on the old Godzilla films, like Monster Island is where all these monsters like resided, where they all like fought, duked it out, you know? Yeah. And I I thought like, okay, all these, all these kaiju that live on this, on this island, they all have their own unique attributes. They're all special in their own way. You know, they, they all have their own characteristics in a sense. Like I, our artists are an exact reflection of that. Like each one of our artists, is different in their own way like they specialize in their own style of making music mm-hmm. and i always wanted our releases to reflect that so i kind of like i got all my homies and i was like yo i want to do this i think it'll be fucking sick if we can pull it off and we did you know like i i kind of used kaiju pit to put on people that i really felt deserved it and i always plan on keeping it that way so like shout out all the homies that have released with us um i'll send you a link to all of our all of our tunes like we absolutely I, I don't know if I could say it, I guess, but we actually have a very big project coming. We're actually going to tease it tomorrow. The first post is tomorrow. Well, this is going to uh, be air by, I don't know, by March or April. So, Okay, okay, yeah. So I, I can talk about it then. Yeah, yeah we, we actually have a uh, the, the follow-up to our first compilation is coming out. And we're going to, we're teasing that tomorrow. We're going to post the first teaser. We have like a whole like five or six week promotion schedule. Holy shit. And uh it's gonna be pretty big release. I'm I'm very excited for it. I'll send you a link for that as well. You can hear it before anybody else. Um oh, absolutely. It's it's gonna be sick. I really think people are gonna fuck with these artists. Like I tried to I tried to bring back some like alumni from the other one and from our past releases, but I have some fresh names that I think are gonna blow up soon enough just based off of their music. Like it's gonna be pretty sick, man. That's dope, bro. Hey, any of them Tell them that I'm looking for new people to come over to the show, man. Dude, yeah, I, I will, I'll put it in my, uh, or actually when I invite you, I can even just like tag you, be like, yo, this is the homie. He He's doing interviews. Like, I think you guys would be interested. Like, just let him know, you know? Absolutely, man. I'm always eager and looking for new talent, even including in my show, man, because I want to help them out as much as I can. Like, shit, half of the people that I've interviewed over into my podcast are people that I've nobody's ever heard of, at least not here in the States or not uh, and, uh, internationally. Do like mo- a lot. I've At the beginning, I started to interview a lot of my locals here in South Florida and some in, in mid Florida. You know, these people are just killers. Like people, these kids are literally trying to kill the scene. And it's like amazing. I was like, damn, how's this possible? The, nobody's ever heard of you guys. And not too long ago, I started to interview people from Europe that nobody's ever heard of. Like, I interviewed Lost Chameleon, which this kid is going places and he's fucking sick with his sound, bro. Um, and from there, I also interviewed people who've won in the Disciple Contest. Like, 
that's how I met uh, Danny Ushu, man. Shout out to him and and Bizu yeah. and and Navets, bro. Navets, my first Czech Republic uh, bass artist. Like nobody's ever heard from it now. Sleepy, sleep, sleepy owl from Spain. Like shit, bro. Like I met so many people that I've listened to their music, and it's like, wow, dude. Like wow, like your shit yeah. is amazing. How the fuck you guys are not being getting the recognition that you guys deserve? Yeah, that, that's exactly my point. Like I, I feel you three thousand percent on that because I, I was the same way. Like I, I. Like same exact story. Like I, I heard people from around the world. Like, like for example, uh, this this girl named Jore. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's a uh, 17 maybe, and she's in Costa Rica, and her music is like on oh. par with like, in my opinion, like her favorite artist is Sizzy, and I think that her music is like on par with that. Like her creativity, like her flows, her basses, everything is phenomenal, oh. and I'm just like. Like what the fuck? Why why do people not know about you? And then there's like Yayoi and Yadix from uh they're in Ukraine. Yadix is like nineteen, Yayoi is seventeen, I believe. And they both have uh Yayoi just released an EP on Bygor. Uh Yadix has a collab with Borgor. Like what? and people really don't know about them like that, you know? And it just blows my mind. I'm like, how how do you like how are you on Bygor? but you nobody knows who you are like that makes zero sense to me like you're way you're killing it out here and then there's people exactly. that are being the same people are being booked for like all these festivals and like local lineups and stuff and i get it like it's politics business whatever but like i really wish we could see some of this fresh talent actually like see that's exactly why i'm trying to build a community even from within my podcast scene like and i'm trying to give these kids as much exposure as possible, you know, maybe my numbers are not that big as it should be, but at least I'm doing my best to put them up in the map. You know, at least I'm trying yeah. to guide and at least I'm trying to hit up other homies like, yo, guys, check these guys out. Check these guys out. These are, yo, these guys are nasty. Like these guys are going to be the next thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. I do the same thing. Like all my kaiju artists, I push the absolute fuck out of them. Whenever like people ask me for music, I'm like, oh yeah, listen to this. Like this is like they're they're on kaiju pit. Like look them up, look up their their catalog. Like all their shit is crazy. Check them out, please. And most most people come back to me. And they're like, yeah, these guys are fucking sick, dude. Like you know, blah blah blah. Like I don't know. It's like it, I I think it's most most of the reasons why you it's because of what you mentioned. It's politics unfortunately sometimes we have to play politics here in the scene for for you to get at least you know like your your titty sucked you know yeah. it, it, it's 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 an unfortunate thing you know and i wish there was like a way better effective way for us to get noticed than just you know playing by politics but something that i do tell people like if you want to get hurt a little bit more not just by me, by trying to, you know, exposing you guys as much as possible, because I can only do I can only do so much about it. You know, I tell people to just send music to artists. Ask exactly. Them, like ask them like for my for feedback or, you know, like, hey, what do you recommend me if you don't mind? You know, whenever you get a chance or something, you know, if they fuck with the song, bro, they'll they'll right away respond to you and be like, yo, this is fire. I'm going to play this. Yeah, it, it really does not fucking matter. You could have one follower or like one hundred thousand followers if your if your music is fucking good. Like, 
it's good music. Like it doesn't matter. Like it's a universal language. You know what I mean? Exactly. I try my best to get people to understand that as well. Like all the new up and coming artists, like I've created like my whole Kaiju pit community. Like we all have like a little Snapchat group chat that we're all in. Like those guys are my brothers, you know, like Mm. I, I love those guys. They're all sending music. Like, like I said, I kind of fell behind. They're all like talented as fuck cracked and they're sending music to like excision and like, you know, like all these big name artists and they're getting downloads from like Vampa excision, um, lays like they're getting like plays like, uh, the homie cause shout out cause. He just got one of his tunes. He's on, he granted he's on subsidia, but, um, his tunes got played at, uh, Coliseum the other day. Whoa. And I, that was huge for him like he was going nuts in the group chat sent sent a video of his track being played to like however many thousands of people like that's surreal you know like and i want that for all the homies like even if if it doesn't happen to me like i want that for all the homies exactly i know i know they're capable of it and they're all very very fucking talented people and they all are passionate about what they do and i know that they can do it they just have to really apply themselves and actually do it like in my opinion, like what you said earlier, sometimes you have to play into the politics. I feel like you can go about it one of two ways. A, you can play into the politics and like work your way into whatever scene you're trying to get into, or you can just disregard all that and be like, "Fuck you guys, I'm gonna do my own thing." And eventually, you'll gain enough traction to where they yes. are like, "Hey, come work with us," you know? Yes. And that's kind of the boat that me and all my friends are in. We're just kind of like, "Oh, fuck all these promotion companies." Like, no offense. Like, we love we love you guys. Yeah, yeah, like, you guys. Yeah you've done a lot for us like we'll never forget that but at the same time we're like all right like now we're doing our own thing if you want to put us on then do it if not we're in our own lane like you know what i mean no absolutely like and and you know what like like i don't i don't tell i don't tell fuck off my my old promotion company because you know what it's fence to them that i got as far as like i i I got to, you know, it's fancy. Then I got the shows that I got booked. I got the, I got to meet up with the people that I want to meet up with, you know, like I, like I gotta give them props and and always thankful for them to give me, you know, that they believe in me enough that I had the, the capacity to actually fill up the rooms whenever I played, you know? So I have to to give my shout outs to them, but at the same time, I still stand with like, with anybody who's, who's, trying to get in their souls and their foot into the industry and still stand behind with the fact that guys do not do not focus on promotion don't even look at it just stick with music man just make music focus on it and eventually those promotion companies are gonna call you to, to book you for a show and pay you you know exactly like exactly i i just want to reiterate like no offense to them like i do i have mad love for all those promo yeah, companies yeah, yeah. that put me on. like those guys are the homies like i fucking love them for doing what they've done for me and helping me even with like kaiju they've helped me grow my project into what it is like if it wasn't for grindfest stream like we wouldn't be anywhere near where we're at right and just all that constant support that they give like i'll never be able to forget it i, I don't know how i could ever repay them but at the same time like we just got to focus on our own shit now we're at that point and like you said, like eventually they'll reach out to us and then we can work again in the future. But funny enough, uh, I think my biggest foot in the door with like this whole music thing is mm. actually, uh, when like sweet tooth and all them, they used to have, uh, when mm. grocery boys was first starting, we used to have Warzone Wednesdays yeah. in, uh, in the pandemic. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. Like everybody in the music industry would like hop on Warzone and we would play like private matches. 
actually surprisingly was like my biggest stepping stone into music is because I met everybody through there and just kind of like built relationships through gaming. Mm. It, it was just a lot more organic than like, Hey bro, like I, I have this song, you know, like it was just more of like, we're just gaming together. You know what I mean? Like we're having a good time. Music wasn't even like on our minds at the time. And we just kind of built these organic friendships, relationships. I remember just one day, uh, uh, the, the grocery boys Twitter account just kind of hit me up and was like, Hey, we'd love to invite you officially to be a grocery boy and it like i remember i was at the gym like i was mid conversation with someone and i just like gasped i was like what the fuck no way like these guys are fucking awesome and they want me apart like i'm i'm not even anybody and they want me to join their group you know like that that kind of meant a lot to me that in itself just kind of like branched me out to all these different artists that i now like know and talk with you know and i think that's pretty cool that gaming of all things really is what like jump started a lot of this you know what I mean? Yeah, that's actually pretty cool, man. Um, I have to say, I have to shout out to Danny Ushu. It's, it's because of him I got myself into the Grocery Boys, you know, and I meet all these other cool guys inside there, you know, and met all of you. Yeah, bro. Like, and 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 it's such a wonderful time that I'm being with you guys in the Discord server because, like, a lot of doors had just opened to me, you know, all because I was fucking with, with these guys, you know, and, and these guys are legit people that want to help each other out. So it's like, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's like the whole idea that they have behind Grocery Boys is that like no one that's a part of this is ever too cool to kick it with you. Like big or small, like we're just chilling in the smoking balcony, like chopping yeah. it up, you know, like, like I think that's cool. Like. Uh, I used like I mean I still do look up to a lot of these people, but like just the fact whenever I was a nobody, like hopping in the smoking balcony and I'm chilling with like Al Ross and Sweet Tooth and Danny Ushu, you know, at the time I was like, this is so surreal, you know, what the fuck? Like I used to see these people on lineups, like see them only hear about them and now like I'm having conversations with these guys, like what the fuck, you know? Straight up man. And and now they're like the homies. It's it's crazy how shit like that works out. It's funny how life works, man. Yeah, like it all it all kind of always seems to come like full circle. Yep. Exactly. Exactly, man. I'm, that's I'm, another thing. Um sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, but no, no, that's go, another Go ahead. That's another big thing that I feel like in music, like just being a genuine person will get you so far because in a scene that's like Ooh. riddled with toxicity and like yes. shit people Whenever there's a genuinely nice person in the room, Reach. it's not, it's, it's impossible not to notice this person. You know what I mean? Like if you're in a room full of dipshits and then there's like this one nice person, you're like, Oh, like I fuck with you. You know, like I had an honest conversation with you. Like we, we actually connected it as opposed to like a room full of like industry cokeheads that don't give a shit about you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, straight up, bro. Straight up, and that's exactly the type of people that I always want to be associate with. You know, I'm, I'm exactly. I've been, I've always been a, a lone wolf. I mean, <laughs> name of the podcast, you know. But I always look, yeah. I always looked myself as a lone wolf because it was, it was very hard for me to attach with certain people because I always have to be careful about their motives. And nine times out of ten, I'm always right about their motives, so I have to be detached. And when people tell me like, "Oh, you're from a guy," yeah, I'm like, "Nah, nah, I'm, I was never with that guy. It was, it was that guy dirt me dirty, and if it did you dirty, it's like I, I feel for you, man. Like, yeah, no, don't ever associate with me this. So I'm very, very careful with 
the people that I talk to, the people I'm fuck with, you know. Yeah, and it's same. and it's something that I've learned over the years that I've been in this nightlife scene. Like Jesus, like I've been I've been in this nightlife scene since 2010. It's like almost 12 years at this point. You know, imagine that. 12 years, like being a club DJ, promoter, festival DJ, producer, engineer, you name it. Like I've I've seen it all, man. I've literally seen it all. And there's still days in which I thought I seen it all, and then something new comes out, and I'll be like, huh, okay. Now I've seen it all again. And again, and again, and again, and again, and again. It's it, yeah, bro. It, it just I always it's it always got me like I never want to play with others and it's not for malicious intent. It's just like I've been so screwed and so many times in my past that I like I'm very defensive. And then, you know, people like you with the whole Kaiju Pete and that grocery boys, it make me feel much more comfortable that I can say like, yeah, I can fuck with these guys, you know? Exactly. Like even, even before music, like I I've been through a lot of shit in my life. Like I, I used to be a completely different person than I am now, you know, like, yeah, I've always, I've just like, I just been through a lot of shit, you know? And even before music, I, I've been very selective of who I give my time and efforts to. And then I got into music and then I quickly realized like, that's something I have to like, like my time and energy, I have to value even more than I already did. Because right. like you said, like people come with malicious intent. You never really know what they want. Like if you're, if you're not useful to them, they just discard you. Like exactly. it's, it's fucked up. Like, so I, I completely feel you on that, man. 100%. Yeah. And that's why, uh, I, that's why I always want to make sure when they're on, on my show, like I want people to feel as comfortable as possible. And I want them to feel like they're special. Like they mean something, you know, like, fuck. Yeah. You're, you're in my show, but you know, you, you're supposed to feel like you're part of this show, you know? Like, I yeah, want you exactly. to feel like you're a fucking superstar because that's how I see you, you know? And that's how I want to treat you, you know? That's how I want you to feel like, you know? So you matter to me. You matter for someone. You matter to a lot of people. So that way you will, ne- so that way you will know that if you ever need help, I'm always here to help out, you know? And you will never feel left out or feel like betrayed because I know that feeling and I do not want that for anyone else, you know? Even yeah, my we're, worst we're- enemy. We're pretty much in the same boat on that one. Like, I feel the same way about, like, my collective. Like, I, I feel the exact same way about my artists. Like, even if they don't believe in themselves, I fucking believe in you. So, like, like even on your worst days, like, you always have someone. Yeah. At least someone that's there for you, like, willing to do anything I can do to help. Like, I believe, I fully believe in all these people. Like, I feel the exact same way that you do. That's dope, man. That's dope. Um... I actually wanted to ask you something about your projects because you said that you right now you're gaining back again on making music, right? Because you you had to put it on pause for a bit. Yeah, I I mean, I guess it, it wasn't exactly that I had to put it on pause. It's just that I had so much other shit going on right. that I never really had the time to work on music. And whenever I was working on music, I, I really have a bad, very bad habit of like, I'll either write an intro mm-hmm. or I'll just start the drop and then i make like a little 16 bar drop and then i'm like all right next so i I never finished anything that i make and it's like a it's like a running joke even amongst my little friend group like i get made fun of so much whenever that like i start something new they're like dude you haven't even finished the last fucking 20 things that you started dude you're not the only one like i've done it before my one of my closest homies from from miami as as a notorious person of doing that like 
if you listen to some of the projects that he started, you'll be you'll be listening to it and you'll be like, holy fucking shit. This shit looks like it's about to go blow up into a label or something. And then he forgets about it and doesn't finish it. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. Like I I'll polish it to like absolute hell and then I'm like, all right, I'm happy with this. Never finish it. Never, never come back to yeah. it. Like, and then just start another one and then another one and then another one. Yeah, like that's I guess I'm I'm too much of a perfectionist, like I guess, like which everyone tells me that's that's something that I have to get over in music because it's never gonna be perfect. So I just need to like push my music, push yeah. my music, like Dude, if you, I don't know. I'm, if you listen to some of some of my music I'll tell you that it's never done. It's never finished. Like even to this day, the threats that I that I have it right now release, I felt like I I probably I could have done more about it, but it's like, dude, it's out there. So it's like I'm not gonna do anything. I'm not gonna change it. It is what it is, you know. It's it's yeah. it's a very hard thing as a producer to let go of, of a project when you know there's more and more. You know, someone who's very notorious about this and feels like that all the time, Tynan. Oh yeah. Every time he does a project and he releases it, he always says like, uh, shit, I wish I could have done this. Uh, I, f- I wish I could have fixed this. Uh, I wish I could have actually do this and do that. And most of the time what he does is that he ends up doing VIP versions of those songs, you know, and just plays it on live. Shout out Tiny, dude. I fuck, I used to fucking love him, dude. Like he, he was one of like the first sample packs I ever had. Like when I first started producing yeah. and all the like sound stuff he had in there, like it blew my mind. I actually shout out to him. I actually was a beta tester for his masterclass. His masterclass was actually pretty dope. Really? I didn't even know he had a masterclass. That's pretty sick. Oh yeah, with um Donation. Shout out to Why as from Donation as well. I fuck with that homie, man. Um they he teamed up with Donation and he did a masterclass with two of his sons, something like Water and uh, Interdimensional. Oh, that's fucking sick. And I might have to check that out. Yeah, do it and he actually and when you take the master class, um, not only does he go step by step um, oh, what he did on the projects and how he did it and, you know, intro, build up, drop, uh, second drop, third drop, um, outro, breakdowns, vocal processing, the mixing process, the mastering, all that shit. Not only he tells you what he did on all of them and go step by step, he also gives you like the projects itself. So I actually have oh, I have both of his projects. And sample packs of this. Yeah, that's fucking sick. So it's like, so whenever I actually feel like, damn, I want to reverse engineer his project and do something out of it. It's one project away for me to do it, man. And it was just like fucking nuts. And I remember he gave that to everyone in the masterclass. I mean, whoever purchased the masterclass, kudos to those guys. You actually learn. You're going to learn a lot from him. Yeah. And anybody who was a beta tester like me, it was like twenty five people, and I was one of those twenty five. I think I was like the third out of third out of twenty five that we got into it. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah, so I highly recommend you check that out from Tynan and Donation. You know that masterclass. It's it's worth it's worth your while. And they also got other masterclasses like AU 5s shit. AU five is a god, bro. Is a god that what's among humans because his level of music is just. I'm speechless even to this day. And when I saw one of his master classes, I was just blown away. I was blown the fuck away of how he actually makes his music and how he actually makes his melodic drops and all that crap, bro. Like it's there's a lot to take. There's a lot to take in, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard I've heard some of his mousetrap stuff. I, I like his music. I also have his sample packs as well. Uh, just because someone recommended it to me, and I was like, oh, you know what? I, I'll buy it. And I bought I bought it, and a lot of the stuff in there is fucking awesome, especially like the effects and like the drums and stuff. Absolutely, man. I I <sighs> definitely recommend you if you ever have a chance to get into a masterclass and you want to actually perfect your skills even further and advance it. This will help you a lot, and you can actually like go stop, pause. Let me see how he did it. Okay, let me rewind it again. Okay, let me go ahead and do it on my DAW and bang. It's yeah, it's worth it. It's it's worth every penny. I don't know how much it costs right now, but whatever the cost is, it's worth the investment. Look at it as an yeah. investment. I've been thinking about uh, MFX Masterclass too. Someone told me about that. And it's funny. I, I actually, like when I first started producing, I had that DeFire Society. Are you familiar with that? Holy shit, you used to be with with these guys with Alex and um and Adson. Yeah, I I mean I kind of was because at the time I would watch these videos, but I, like I said, I was brand new into producing, so I'd be watching this like these videos, and I the whole time I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, what what is any of this that they're doing? Like, I don't understand, you know. So I went like three months on that program before eventually i was like you know what this isn't for me like i have no idea what any of these people are talking about like i need to learn the basics and then right. probably come back to so eventually i do want to go back to that because that is like the most unreal catalog of like knowledge that i've came across and like the the level of talent that they have coming through there like every every week just absolutely it, with with the feedbacks bro the feedbacks from actual fucking are like high level artists that's fucking the end you can take tutoring sessions with these guys yeah like it's pretty cool i just wish at the time i knew what i was doing because mm. i tried my best to understand and i just i don't know i couldn't and right. i just eventually was like fuck this i can't do it yeah understandable man it happens um i i was there for for a time and then i quit by half at the end of the pandemic because like i wasn't making music at that time I, like i stopped altogether and i was just so focused on my um, podcast that was that I that I could not see any use of it so I stopped going like I stopped paying over together because it's like like some of the stuff I already knew some of the, some of the other stuff oh okay these are way better explained to it and you know anything else is just like well honestly I'm doing my podcast so like I'm not doing music right now it's my main focus so it's like it didn't make sense for me yeah to continue paying okay. like the whole beta testing for the masterclass that made sense to me because it's like it's something that i can learn and then eventually if i want to go back again making music and i'll fucking i'll fucking use that as a guidance you know for sure yeah right now like i i have i have a pro i have a few projects that are right there that that i definitely want to have it sometime release i don't know whether this year or next but it's definitely right there I have a collab that's coming out with Manta coming soon. Oh, fuck and, yeah, and Infinite, uh, Robbie's the the vocals out of it. So it's like fucking sick. Uh, um, nice. So that'll, that'll probably be a dejected release then, huh? Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. You know, it's, it's my, it's me and Manta's first attempt to do um, a lot of dubstep. But it's oh, nice. But it's like very, very different. Very different than your, than your regular, dubstep drops you know it's just different overall and you know a lot we, we we've been having a lot of people fucking with it and 
And happily, and I was just so happy that Robbie just jumping into the project and start singing it with it and be like, dude, that's sick that he likes yeah. it. Everybody likes this. Like, dude, like this is gonna be a monster. Right? Like, I feel it's cool. Um, Fuck yeah, dude! I'm, I'm happy for you, especially and, like being with Mantic and Robbie like that. Like you three guys together, like that's gonna be fucking sick. Yeah, thank you, man. I I love those guys, man. Um, yeah, shout out to those guys. You know, giving me the opportunity to, to be part of their group and you know, be part of them in the, in the project. It's, I couldn't ask for anything better, man. Like, I, I'm so grateful. Those and, guys are the best. Shout hell, out grocery boys. Hell yeah, grocery boys. Let's go. Um, Yeah, and then I got some songs out there. I'm trying to build a project. You know, it's I've I mentioned this to a few people, you know, this project that I'm looking into, it's I'm, I'm the works. Uh, Maybe I'll, I, at first I, just, I wanted it to do as an EP. But I felt like, you know, with my time, like, I don't feel I'm going to have enough time to go come up with the fiend of the EP and it's not going to look that pretty as per se. So I decided, like, let me do this as a two single EP. And it's going to call hope and despair. Nice. It's kind of like a what's, what's it like an AB kind of thing. Yeah, basically, basically. Yeah. yeah, obviously, like, what's the opposite of hope? It's despair. And what's the opposite of despair? Hope, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, like, what That's I had, crazy. thank you. Like, I still don't know where I'm gonna do with the project, where I'm gonna release it, with self release or someone will pick it up or whatever. No clue. I, it's still, I haven't even, I haven't even touched the project yet to to work on it and finish it. I just know that I already have the idea and the concept itself ready to go. Like, hope itself, the track is gonna be like something very happy, melodic, dubstep with some future rhythm aspects on around it something that's very bouncy and, and you know happy and yeah. gullible and then then you got despair which is gonna sound like very heavy tear out dubs that all together it's gonna tear shit down you know yeah that, that's fucking awesome that's actually what i've been on lately is like tear out i like the music i have been making has been more like heavier than anything else i wish i could make future rhythm i fucking love the way it sounds I, I i fuck with it too man i just don't know how to tackle it you know i i don't know how to get involved with it i, I have to sit down with somebody who's into future rhythm that i can actually like you know, go step by step and be like, oh, okay, now I get it. Okay, that's how I can do shit like that. Okay, got it, you know? Yeah, from what I understand, it's a lot of vocoding. Like, that's yeah. what everyone, that's, that's always their first answer. I'm like, how do you do that? And they're just like, vocode, man, like, vocode everything. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically, that's what it is. Like, I've tried, I pre and pre try it once, and I was like, oh, okay, so this is how you do it. But it was like a simple vocoder itself like and just route it out to there it's it's like the process itself is weird as it is so you know but yeah. but yeah like i said I, I have to sit down with somebody but like i feel like you know these are like a project that describes me and what it what and all the how, how can i describe this it the project itself describes me for for all the shit that i that i've dealt with in my life like I've I had so much like despair in my life that that I, I never thought that it was gonna be an end of the tunnel, and then somehow hope came about, and then boom, that shit saved my life, and that's how I look at it at, at this project, you know. And the artwork itself, I don't know what's gonna be the artwork. 
All I know that the artwork is going to be split. This side is going to be white, happy, light, bright stuff. And this other side is going to be dark, gloomy, you know, fire yeah. shit. You know, some it's some weird concept that I have it, but it's going to be fucking dope. I just don't know where where I'm going to release it. Who am I going to release it with? If, if, if there's going to be people involved in this to single B, I don't know yet. I'm, I just started. I just know that this is the goal that I'm trying to reach for at least for this year. Well, it's good that you have that vision. Like I, I like, I see the vision too. Like it, that sounds fucking awesome. Especially like I can imagine like the promo content that you can make with such a like idea that you have. Mm -hmm. Like I think it'd be pretty sick. I know it's going to be sick. I, I just, I just know it, you know, I just, know yeah. It. But yeah, that's like something that I, that I'm in the words. In the meantime, I'm trying to, you know, send music to people say like, Hey, you want to jump on it? Like, do it like let's jump on it and make a collab if you're down you're down if no no that's fine not gonna be mad about it um yeah and then my first metal step that i've ever released was like i'm that was like literally my first metal step that i was super proud of because it's like the most original shit that i've ever done in my life like it cannot get any more original than that you know because everything i've done was just so like the sound itself was all resample after resample after resample after resample and make that nasty shit, you know? Like even the even the drums itself is just like everything was just so that I wish I wish that Edition could have picked that up, you know? I wish that he could have picked that up, but it, you know, he didn't. And it's like it is what it is. And I just got it right there. And it's it's incredible that even with the marketing and the promotion that I've done about it, like it hasn't gone that much of it. That was like great. Only the time in which I've done so much original shit is the least when people listen to it. But like, oh no, when I do like half ass shit, that's when people fuck with my music a lot. I was like, great. I'll think uh, about that's, that. That's like story of everybody's life. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sucks. Yeah. It, it really does because it definitely like I showed it to Brandon and Brandon was like, holy shit, this is big. Like, yeah, I, like I know, I know I, I, I'm not tuning my own horn. I just know when something is good and when something is bad. Like I can tell how many songs that I've ever released that they're horrible and I don't have no idea why I've ever released it yet. Yeah, those are the songs that people fuck with the most is like mind boggling yeah. for me. I don't know why. I'm the same way. Like when I spend time on something and I'm like, yeah, this is fucking awesome. And I send it to someone, they're just like, ah, I don't know. I feel like you could do this and that. And, but then whenever I just like throw something together, a lot of the time, it's just like, yeah, this is fucking sick, bro. You should keep working on this. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> story of our lives, huh? Yeah. Dude, and, and you're definitely willing to try other genres other than dubstep or you're more basically stuck with the whole bass music stuff. Oh, yeah, dude, my like my biggest inspirations and in electronic music anyways are like uh, like Borgor, uh, Must Die, Space Laces, Ooh. not not so much for their actual music, but just for the fact that they've touched on so many different genres and they were actually good at mm. them. You know what I mean? Especially Space Lace is like, I'm sure you know he's on a whole fucking different planet than everybody else. Yeah. Like, he, he's touched so many different genres and he's fucking great at all of them. Same with Must Die. Like, I, I just saw Must Die last week. Uh, and he, like, his, uh, his sets were like all over the place, like bass, dubstep, house. Or, I mean, he didn't play house. He played like hard dance, techno, 
hard style, you know, like all that shit. And it's just cool, in my opinion, to be able to be so like versatile. And like another artist would be like Tizoki. Like Tizoki's oh. really, really fucking good at what he does. And he's across so many different genres and he's good at all of them. Absolutely. Like that's, that's where I want to be eventually. Like obviously that takes time. These guys have been producing for like, 10 15 years maybe longer like who knows like it takes time to get to that level and i've got so much to learn but that's like my end goal is to be able to touch on all these genres that i enjoy and like put my own spin on it you know say that i did it and be happy with it you know what i mean even even outside of electronic music i've always been a fan of metal like i said and i like when i was in middle school i taught myself how to do like the screams and like growls and like i can fully do those kind of vocals now mm um i could play guitar you know like eventually i want to learn how to be in a band like i want to make a deathcore band like that's been a dream of mine since i was in middle school you know what i mean like that was my scene before the bass music scene like i would go to all the local shows and stuff like go to these little festivals here locally in dallas with like all the metal bands like that shit was so cool to me like i wanted nothing more than to be like in a band like playing music that i made you know that's pretty dope to hear man i mean Hey, if you if you are down to do a metal step with me, man, I'm I'm fucking down with it. I'm down, bro. Like I could throw some vocals on there, like some maybe like a riff or something. Like Absolutely. we should do it. Absolutely. I'll send you my song, bro. I'll send you the song that I released, man. And you know, and maybe we can work something out afterwards, man. Yeah, dude, I'm fucking down. Like I bet we could do it. Like I I've been talking uh with another guy who's in California. His name is Notiso. Okay. So you say it. So, sorry if I if he sees this and I mispronounced that but uh he's actually kind of doing the metal step thing too like he his, it's interesting like his intros are just straight up deathcore like it's just like yeah riff riffs and like drums and like he's going ham vocals but then like at some point it just starts building and then like boom dubstep and that's like no one else is really doing that you know like everyone else kind of incorporates metal elements into their music but they don't have just straight up metal in their music like Well, I mean, Sullivan King, Phase One, and Excision are one of those pioneers to do that shit. Well, that, that's what I mean. Like those guys, they 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 more so have metal elements in their songs, and not so much actual metal. Like it's more like in their songs, it's just like droning guitar riffs and like screaming and like the double kick. But it's not, in my opinion, it's not actually like deathcore or like death metal or like heavy metal. If you have a guitar solo in your song, cool. You know, it sounds cool, but it's not like imagine like a full metal track. But then at some point, there's just a dubstep drunk in that track. Like right. it's more metal than it is dubstep, you know, and those guys, their music is more dubstep than it is metal. And even so, like I've said it before, I feel like Murata, I feel like his music, like his musicality and like his groove and all that, his music sounds more metal to me than anybody else's that actually has metal stuff in their music. Really? Because of his his groove, like I feel like his flows and stuff are comparable to like breakdowns in metal music, you know. Right. And like I don't know, like I just his music is so heavy and like it gives me more of a sense of like a metal vibe than like Sullivan King or Phase One or wow. anything like that. Wow, interesting. I've that's, I, I that's always, just my opinion. No, that's <sighs> and that's fine. There's no right or wrong answer about it. But it's an interesting point that you brought up to it because. I always thought, you know, Sullivan King is like very metal into the into his dubstep, you know, because he, like obviously he sings on it, he screams at it, he gets his riffs out of it, and you know, it's just so it's full of energy. Like you feel like you're on a band. Like 
even sometimes when he when he DJs, he actually brings up the fucking guitar or even sings on it. You know, like anybody yeah. who wants to step on um, into metal stage is like, oh yeah, just jump in with Sullivan Kid and you will have a fucking banger of a song. Yeah, but like just being so like balls deep into like death mm. metal and like deathcore and all these bands, like I know right. that it could be better. And like his his idea of like metal, with, like I'm not trying to sound like a hater, but like their their idea of it is like just dun 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 dun, and you know people are like, oh yeah, metal. Like he's screaming, he's playing like one string on the guitar with the guitar solo thrown in there somewhere, like. But I want like actual like you know like breakdowns and like growls and fucking like complex guitar riffs you know stuff like that like with dubstep involved and that's kind of like where that other guy that I mentioned he's he's mm -hmm. kind of like pioneering that sound in my opinion because I've never really heard anybody actually throw like a full ass deathcore tune in there and then like with a drop in there you know what I mean I know there's a song in 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 Phase One's album Transcendence that he did like a mid tempo and he actually did it with um. Fuck. That album was actually very good. I really really liked that album. Like the collabs that he had on there were yeah. like the collabs that, that he, the collabs that he had there were phenomenal and like he did it with North Lane and I'll tell you oh digital. Digital was probably my favorite song of them all, bro, because he did it because it started very, very metal and they and it's featured by Periphery. There you go. That song's fucking I love Periphery as a band, like and seeing that collab, like like I said, the collabs on that album are ridiculous. Like yeah. I, I, I when I saw the track list, even before I heard it, I was like, dude, this is nuts. Like, how did he fucking do this? You know what I mean? Like he had Bone Thugs on there like that in itself. was like I was like, what the fuck? Like exactly like, i was like holy shit that's nuts so it's like i feel like phase one when he tackled that album and did those you know collapse with those people he he definitely did balance it but like he definitely tuned in into his inner metal step shit you know like yeah yeah that that album's kind of an exception because that's more of like his newer style with like yeah you know like the collapse and whatnot but i mean my favorite but, song it, is digital with periphery like that because it started very you know metal shit and then and it kept and even the breakdown just went you know typical metal that starts singing very nice and then it just builds it up to something mid-tempo shit i'm just like whoa this is fire i really like that crash and burn just because i really like uh the vocalist north north lane uh, yeah. yeah north lane I, I really like their vocalist like his his vocals on that song really like the cherry on top and just the like the pre-drop vocal where he's yeah. like crashing yeah and then that like it's just sick i fucking love that album dude yeah that album was actually a, a very good attempt of what phase one was trying to do you know yeah but, but speaking about some of this stuff like um this comes all boiled down with the concept of sound designing you know and i want to know where's your stand on all this like do you believe as a producer is sound designing a luxury or a necessity i guess i kind of stand in the middle because I, I don't really lean any other way like i appreciate cool sound design because a lot of the people that i know have like fucking crazy sound design that right it really it really pushes their sound to the next level but then at the same time you don't really need crazy sound design to mm. make a banger like look at all these like these main stage dubstep artists you know their sound design isn't necessarily like the craziest out there but the masses fuck with it you know like 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 you kind of said earlier like going back on like the like 
you try something like brand new and people are like, oh yeah, that's cool. But then you try like your basic like wop, 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 and everybody's losing their fucking minds over yeah. it. So like it can go either way, really, in my opinion. Like it's not a necessity, but it definitely like sets you aside from everybody else because some of the sound design I've heard from like, like even outside of like necessarily dubstep, like just kind of, I don't know what it would be called, but have you ever heard of like Future Collective? No, uh, there's one say. guy, there's one guy on there. He's a, he, he's my friend, Brenda, who is another artist. Her name's Brenda Vega. Her, her husband is named BDOS. Mm. And some of the sound design I've heard on his songs is actually pretty cool. Like shit that I'm just like, wow, that, like, how do you even do this kind of shit? You know, or like, Damn. or like space laces, you know, space, some space laces, the sound design is fucking raunchy and it doesn't make, it shouldn't make sense, but it does, you know? And I really, I really fuck with stuff like that. Like that's just outside the box and like crazy sounding, mm-hmm. but it's still like hard hitting and it makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would just say I, I stand kind of in the middle on that. That's fine. That argument. That's fine. There's no right or wrong with this answer, you know, of the question. You know, I, I yeah. tell this to everybody and believe me, everybody has a different answer. You know, there are times in that uh, people have like same similarities, like one thing's like the other, but everybody has a different take about it, you know, and that's okay. That's good. You know, it's always, always good to know other people's perspective with the matter. You know, I feel like it's a, it's a necessity because like, if you ever want to stand out from others, like you will definitely need to be sound designing a lot and spend hours and hours just to craft on it. Now, do I believe like it should be your number one priority? No, I've said this plenty of times. Like sound designing can be like your top five at best or your top three, however you want to put it, you know, but your number one thing when it comes to music is song structure. You definitely want to be great at song structure like the fact that you can structure a song and have it like in blocks like intro break build drop break build drop outro once once you have that it'll be super easy to make everything else you know and the second thing that i always put on people learn how to mix your songs learn frequencies dude you learning how to mix will save you so much Future problems, bro. Guaranteed. Make, yeah, mix sounds are hella important. Like, that's one of the first things I tried to teach myself. I, I wouldn't say I'm, like, necessarily the best at it or anything, but I'm definitely getting way better than when I started. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, even sound design, I suck ass at sound designing. I just do a lot of resampling. Like, I just fuck with stuff that I don't even know what it does until it sounds cool. And I'm like, all right, I can use this. You know what I mean? Like, hey, and let me tell you, resampling is another form of sound designing. So if the fact that you're actually putting some of the work for 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 resampling, that's already a, that's already another thing. That's already a good thing. You're already heading to the right direction and there's nothing wrong with resampling like shit. If I tell you some of the nasty shit that I'm making right now, if I tell you that it all started with one basic sound, one basic sound, it all started it, and then it, it worked with this whole magic fucking nasty shit that'll fuck everybody up yeah some of my favorite uh like whips that i have um we used to do these uh production challenges in the kaiju pit server Mm. where like you would get a bass one shot you would get a vocal and then you would get a melody and then you would just use those three things to make a drop or like a full song if you could in that short time like we, we usually did it in like two hours 
And some of my favorite things came from just making all these different bases just from one bass shot. Like I just kind of fucked with them and be like, all right, how can I use this one noise to make like a whole drop? You know what I mean? And that's and how I'll, you do it. Yeah. Like it just, you learn a lot, especially being under a time crunch. You just kind of like, all right, what can I do? Like in this short period of time hey. and you, you, make some cool results like absolutely bro and you learn a lot from it you know and that's the, one of the cool things and you get yourself um trained enough to actually get yourself adaptable to these situations and make stuff out of it you know yeah exactly i fuck with it man i fuck with it. we're we got a a few more questions that we can wrap this up my man um all right one of the questions i definitely want to ask you is why is it that you chose destroya as your as your artist name oh uh, that's a good one um so like i said i used to go by trippy taco mm -hmm. and i just knew that like that sounded stupid like it's i don't know like seeing it on a lineup or something like it pe i felt like people would be like is that like a food vendor you know like you're like what the fuck you know <laughs> so um i knew i had to have something that i could build a brand off of a strong brand at that yeah so i was kind of i actually have it right here i can uh let me grab it real quick i have a little a little thing that my ex-girlfriend got me uh where's that uh i actually don't know where it's at um i had it here it was a little vhs it was the the classic uh godzilla versus destroya yeah uh, i remember that movie yeah like that i used to be so obsessed with like the godzilla games and movies as a kid like the games Hell especially yeah. Some like kaiju fighting kaiju action, like that was the coolest shit ever. I wish they would bring those games back. Yeah. But um, I just sat here and thought, like, what what can I build a very strong brand off of that sounds cool and is a reflection of like me as a person? And I I looked at that VHS and I was just kind of like, you know what? I think that's fucking awesome. Like I can do that. And I um, at the same time, uh, bring me the horizon. They came out with a uh, they were coming out with their like their latest EP, the post survival human horror. Yeah. And they, they had a music video for a song called parasite Eve where they all had oh. like, they had masks and shit, you know? And I thought that was like really fucking cool. And it kind of like reminded me of a Kaiju. So I was like, you know what? Like the idea has kind of fallen off since I don't do it anymore. But at the time I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear this mask. Every time I DJ, I had a mask made by the same person that made them bring me the horizon, their masks. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually have it. I can show it to you. Uh, let me yeah. grab it real quick. Yeah. I'm in my underwear, by the way. So <laughs> let me, let me, yep, let me try to like, <laughs> I'm not going to even bother. All right. So this is the mask. Uh, I had it made just so like I could, I wanted to wear it. Like I said, as like a, a thing that I would wear every time I DJ. Yeah. Kind of, kind of to like resemble like a Kaiju. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that looks sick. Yeah. So like I, I figured I, I could wear it like on stage or whatever. And I, I really only wore it twice. Um, I did a live stream for uh, a local promotion company called generate and then i wore it on stage like once but then i quickly realized a it's it's hard as fuck to see the decks because i have this big ass mask on me and i'm trying to like look down right and i couldn't really see what i was doing too well and it was just kind of uncomfortable and not very like practical so i kind of abandoned it and i figured i've always told myself i'm just going to use it for like pr promo photos or whatever uh but yeah that's that's pretty much where that came from i just needed something i could build a brand off of and that i personally thought was cool and a reflection of myself and i just came up with that and i really liked the way destroyer looked and i i couldn't exactly call myself like godzilla or something you know or like Ghidorah. i Ghidorah was my first choice but i it didn't sound as cool as destroyer because 
yeah. I'm sure you're familiar with Ghidorah, like yeah, coolest fucking absolutely. coolest kaiju there is. Like he's my favorite kaiju. He's fucking cool. I I, I grew up with Godzilla, so yeah, I know all about these kaiju. I remember when I used to have all the action figures back then. I wish I could have kept them all, you know. Um, I have this little. Uh, I have one right here. Actually, it's a little Ghidorah. Damn, <laughs> that's fire! I used to have Mecha Ghidorah. Oh, dude, that's fucking sick. That that's what made me love him so much in the games. Like just the way he looked, that shit was so cool. And like the middle dragon shot, like the purple yeah. lightning. That shit was so cool. Like if I could have, I would have gone with that as my artist name. It just didn't sound cool to me. Now, Destroyer is definitely has a better gravity for, as a dubstep producer. You know, like it definitely has a better pull for it. You know, than Ghidorah. Yeah. So that that's where that whole thing came from, and that's kind of like I don't know if you've ever seen like my social media, but everyone always asks me. I've never answered this question, so this is like a, it's corny, but it's like an exclusive. <laughs> everyone yeah. always asks me why I use um, turkey emojis. Like every single post I use for Kaiju Pit and Destroyer. I use turkey emojis. Like I just spam the turkey emoji and everyone's always like, what the fuck? What does that mean? And the reason I chose that is because um, the turkey emoji is the closest I could get like aesthetically to looking like Destroya in an emoji. Like it's the same color and the same like, I don't know, like like Destroya has that same color as the turkey emoji. <clears throat> and I use that specifically for that. Like, And now it's become such a big part of my branding that like every time we post something, we use the turkey emojis or like we right. like whenever I have a show, I'll be like, it's Thanksgiving dinner time, you know, like mm -hmm. it's just it's just a little funny part of my branding that I started to do. Hey, if it gets people to talk about it. Hey, you might as well. Yeah, it's just like a dumb little thing that I started. Well, that's pretty cool, man. Um, Up to now, what has been your greatest accomplishment? Um, I guess Kaiju Pit and just playing all the shows that I've played. Like granted okay. I've most of my shows are local. Like I said, I'm still a very small fish in the sea. So um, like just getting the chance to play in front of all these people. Like I've played locally. I've also played, um, I played in San Antonio. I played in Houston and I've played in uh, Amarillo. So next on my list is Austin. And then after that, I kind of just want to branch out into like other States, but uh, obviously that takes like talent. I need to, get on my music grind and you know all that so i guess just the fact that i actually did it like i remember a lot of my friends kind of tell me a lot too they're like damn i remember you talking about like yeah i want to be a dj and then now look at you you know so i guess just the fact that i actually did it and like devoted my life to music and actually made something of it is a pretty big accomplishment for me and kaiju pit just it's it's literally like a year old honestly at this point and it's gained a lot of traction a lot of people know what it is and like what our mission is and it's just cool to me that me being like who i am like i i'm fucking nobody you know i'm just some random guy and like i have recognition in my brands that i built in over like less than two years you know and like to me that's a pretty big accomplishment that's pretty though what are you currently doing right now and what do you hope to accomplish by it uh right now it's just mostly music man like I've, i'm trying my best to grind out music because that's what's going to get me where i want to be mm -hmm. so and what i want out of it um i don't really know like i i do it for a passion you know i've always i always tell my friends the second that making music isn't fun stop like just go yes. do something else you know because yes. it's not at that point it's not a hobby it's like a chore and i do this because it's fun you know like it's it's what i want to do 
And I guess my goal, my long-term goal, I guess, would be to make a sustainable living off of it. Like, I want to pay my bills mm-hmm. off music. I want to, like, pay my bills off this kaiju pitch shit, you know? I want to, like, like I said earlier, I really want to just give people that same escape that music gives me. Like, I want people to, like, forget their problems. Like, if they come to a Destroyer show, like, for that one hour, like, I want people to feel the same way that I used to feel when I was at like my favorite artist set, you know, like I just fucked the world. Like I'm here in this moment, like listening to my favorite music and that's all that matters. You know what I mean? And that, that's kind of what I feel like music is about. Like, it's just about sharing your own personal vision of it, your own personal experiences. And maybe someone can relate and maybe someone can like, you know, just feel better about themselves by listening to your music. You know what I mean? Cause I know I feel better about myself listening to my favorite artists. Like I hear when I'm sad, I'll listen to like my favorite metal or something and i'm just like you know what like it's not so bad you know fuck it i'm with i can you. do this like like if all these people can get through all these problems and like make such a big impact on the world like i can do it too you know what i mean i'm with and you man as for kaiju pit um i really have a goal of making that into like kind of the same goal that grocery boys has like a multimedia platform mm-hmm. like i want to have youtube channels i want to make a clothing brand out of it i actually have multiple clothing brands i mean multiple clothing designs for kaiju pit in the works i can show you uh some of that as well uh i want it to be fashion music label collective gaming like i want to cover all of that with this one brand and i feel like it's very possible that's pretty though man i I like to hear thank you man that's that's a lot of cool things in the way man i like when when people are like that are very passionate to their work and they're very goal oriented and know what they want and doing this for the passion, you know, because they love shit like that. And yeah, what, that that was one of the things that happened to me in my life when I was making music. I felt like it was more of a job of a short and I wasn't feeling happy about it. And that's when I stopped altogether, because if I don't, I'll burn myself out or I'll be falling into a deep depression that I would just not going to recover from it. So it's like, yeah, so I like let sometimes it, breaks I let it go. They're very necessary. Like breaks are, I always, like I said, I always tell my friends breaks are necessary. Like if you feel yourself losing interest or that it's not fun or you're just like burnt out, feeling sad about it, like just walk away, dude. Like do I something agree. else. Play I a agree. fucking game, like hang out with your friends, go drink or something, like whatever you enjoy doing, like go do that. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Um, One last question and we can wrap this up, man. Let's just say that you're walking down the street and all of a sudden a baby Godzilla pops out in front of you and then he tells you, hey, hey, Destroyer, I need your help. I need your help. My dad needs help. The island of the Kaijus need help. Somebody needs to come over. You need to come over right now. We need, we need this issue to be solved. You'll be like, all right, let's go. Let's go. He's like, but wait, before you do, you don't know when you're coming back. Here's a piece of paper. Write three pieces of advice that you'll give to someone. What are those three pieces of advice? Hmm. For for wait, for like the Godzilla or just like in general? In gen in general. I guess first and foremost, um, like what we were just talking about, have fun. Don't don't let it become a chore. Like do it because you love to do it. Mm-hmm. And not because you want to like, you know, whatever other intentions you might have, like just in music, I feel like that's the only reason you should do it is because you love doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's because it's just a passion of yours. Um, secondly, I would say network as much as you can, like meet people like, but 
really meet people like not don't just like try to meet a person because of what they can do for you like make genuine connections you know what i mean mm. like meet people talk to them ask them questions like what i've noticed is a lot of music producers they don't want to talk about music whenever you because a lot of these people it's their job already like you said like it's it's a job at that point and it's yeah. not something like like you don't want to bring your office home with you when you go elsewhere you know what i mean yeah so like actually talk to them like what do you enjoy doing you know like talk about video games talk about anything like just make genuine connections with these people and always keep your intentions like genuine i guess like just be lighthearted be be like loving in in any way that you can like in your approaches but also like we talked about like be cautious like because not everyone has the same intent as you yeah not everyone is is there to be like a genuine person some people are literally their only intent is to like fuck you over however they can and like milk you dry for their personal gain so that'll be the second thing and three um i guess it kind of ties in with those Just be yourself like do your own thing don't feel like you need anybody to do anything for you like i've i've seen plenty of people that have accomplished a lot on their own uh, at some point you know you're gonna need a team you're gonna need management whatever but for the most part like you can do this shit by yourself you know like don't feel like you need anyone else believe in nobody but yourself that's always been kind of like my motto is just do what you can and run it up stay out of the way you know focus on your craft chase a bag and the rest will follow honestly I'm with you on all those, man. Those were great advice that you gave to someone. And I hope somebody, if they're listening or watching, man, listen to this wholeheartedly, man, because that's exactly how people do get less motivated or doing their stuff. Like get passionate to something that they love and enjoy doing as looking at it as if it's not a job. It's just something that you love every day, guys. Just and be humble, guys. Be humble. Just be generally yeah. a good person and be humble because, you know, we don't need more toxicity in this industry. We've already got enough as it is. Just be good to people and people will fuck with you back and they will help you even more and further your career as well. You don't, you don't know. You, never, you can never know, guys. But I know that being genuine with people and being nice and helping others and being humble has got me very far in this industry and has got me into some of the most powerful people out there that it's all fans to them and their guidance that got me to where I am right now, you know? So it's like, it does work, guys. It does work, guys. It's just, you know, just don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, pretty much to, to put it simply, just don't be a dick. Don't be a dick, honestly. Um... Dude, Destroya, thank you so much for coming over to the show, man. It was an honor and a privilege for you to come in here, man. And you're a friend of the show, man. Whenever you want to and come back again and kick it, just let me know and we'll do another one, man. Dude, for sure. Like, I can't, I honestly can't believe how much time has passed. Like, this has been oh, yeah. great, man. Thank, thank you for having me, man. This has been fucking sick. Like, talking with you has been. We definitely got to keep in touch as well. Like, like I said, I'll invite you to my server. I'll, I'm going to send you some shit as well. Like some Kaiju pit exclusive shit. You can get a peep before anybody else. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I'll fucking listen to that, man. I'm, it's been a pleasure. Thank uh, you so much. No, thank you, man. Thank you. But before we leave, plug yourself out. Let the people know where they can follow you and follow Kaiju pit stuff. And, um, it's what, what to expect for us in the future. Um, 
So my at on all social media is just at destroy a dub and Kaiju pit is just at Kaiju pit. Um, all of our socials are in our bios. Like my, my bio link is my link tree to all my, all my stuff. It's just, you know, the link tree slash destroy a link tree slash Kaiju pit. Uh, you'll see all of Kaiju pit releases, all of our social media, all of my releases, all of my social media, uh, as for the future, um, Pretty much everything that I said, but I'm pretty sure by the time this airs, Monster Island Volume 2 will be out. So go run that up. Lots of fresh talent on there. Some of my favorite fucking songs I've heard in a while. Um, shout out our artists that work with Kaiju Pit. Shout out Kepler. Shout out Nish Inc. Uh, shout out Grocery Boys. And shout out CCG, the homies. Uh, I don't, I don't want to say what that stands for. It's, <laughs> it's kind of obscene, but... Uh, yeah, uh, as far as my personal brand, uh, I'm going to keep grinding this music out. Hopefully by the time this airs, I'll have a tune out. I'm actually working on some shit that I actually don't hate for once. So yeah, hopefully I'll have that out soon. And yeah, just dope, man. Thank you so much, man, for coming over to the show. I w- you're more than welcome to come back again. Um, thank you guys for listening. And remember, every week is a brand new episode with a brand new topic. So always remember to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at youtube.com slash the Lone Wolf Podcast or lonewolfpod.com. That's lone, W-L-L-V, pod.com. And you can check all my latest episodes. You can also follow me at SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio for other more episodes. Comment down below. Let me hear your thoughts. Share your experiences. If you guys got a specific topic that you want me or Destroy to cover, please let us know in the comments down below. And we'll try our best to talk about it on the next episode. So thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.